Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode on Let's Talk About Us with Uche. If you're new to my podcast, as usual, please make sure to subscribe, download, like, share with your friends and family. And if you're new to my YouTube channel, please make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, and please hit that bell notification so that anytime I upload a video, you'll be the very first to be notified. So a few days ago, I was visiting one of my really good friends and she had one of her friends there and we were having a conversation back and forth and we were just talking about a bunch of different things, spirituality, Christianity, religion, Bible, Jesus, and a whole lot of things. And I just kind of, I felt like that was a really quite a deep, informative conversation that I really wanted to bring to my platform. So, um, but I didn't want to make it seem like this is the only thing I'm going to be talking about, like religion, Christianity, um, because I know a lot of people are not into the whole religious thing, spirituality thing, because um, that's not the only thing I'm going to be talking about on my, my podcast. So because of that, I started, I decided I'm going to start a mini series on spirituality. And this is the very first episode on this mini series. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about the Bible, you know, basically try to dissect it from a totally different perspective in hopes to understand what the Bible is really all about. To help me dissect this topic today is one of my really good friends, Mr. Chris. Chris is from Jamaica. Um, I've known him for a while now, and um, he's quite a conversationist like me. Um, every time we get get along, we every time we get together, we always have some really deep, meaningful conversations on literally every single thing. And I feel like he is the perfect person to help me talk about this whole this whole issue on, on, on spirituality. My very first episode on spirituality, you know, talking about the Bible and Jesus and religion, and try to get some reasonable understanding. Um, Mr. Chris, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a quick intro about who you are? <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Chris. I'm actually a recent immigrant to the U.S. I'm originally from Kingston, Jamaica, which coincidentally is the country with the most churches per square mile. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, Mr. Chris. I know that today you're very busy and you're you're a very busy man. So, um, but thank you for honoring this invitation. Um, so yeah, a few days ago we were talking. I was talking to my really good friend, and we were talking about the Bible, religion, and the really interesting thing is, I've always believed that there's some truth to the Bible. I've always believed it, but I until that day, or just a few days ago, we were just having a conversation. I just realized, matter of fact, it hit me. I feel like there's a lot more truth to the Bible than we know. Um, it's just that this truth, I don't think it's diluted. I think it's still there. However, it's been just, it's been coated with so much bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, I just think that there's so much, you know, that over time, you know, the Bible has been written, and the Bible was translated. and translated, yeah. right? Um, but there's a lot of truth. The truth is still there, you know, just the people that wrote it. Um, and also the people who are writing the Bible, their perspectives and try to reflect their perspective and reflect the time, the place, you know, a whole mm. lot of things. So there's a lot of the truth that has been covered by a whole lot of things. And the reason why I say it is because anyway, what do you think about that before I, I go, I dive um, in? Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to it. I, I'm not sure if a lot of the truth is the literal yeah wording but in principle the principles still apply i really believe that this is what i really think having that conversation that day i do think that jesus is a person that actually did exist at some point i really do however i don't think jesus is who the bible describes to be 
the reason why I say this because I, I believe that Jesus is a person, a man or a woman. Doesn't I, I can't even tell if it's a, if it's a man or a woman at this point. Um, but I do believe that there is a person that did walk the earth, right? That lived his truth. He was able to attain spirituality. Remember when I was talking about my previous episodes on the things that make people or the, the, the three things that mm. make a person physical, the Spir- mental and the spiritual, spiritual right? Yeah. We patronize so much of the physicality because that bridge, which is the mental, the bridge between the, between the physical and the spiritual has been broken. Right. And we are just kind of blindly um, patronizing um, the physical in hopes to f- fulfill or feel um, our our true self sense of identity. However, mm. the only way we can attain that that balance is if we're able to patronize all three of them in a healthy balance, right? But because that's been broken, a lot of people are just b- blindly living life. And I feel like Jesus is one of us, a person, a human being that walked the earth that was able to attain that spirituality, right? And there's nothing special about this Jesus. This is just my own <laughs> opinion, by the way. There's yeah. nothing. I know that some of the religious people are going to try to come for me, but this is 100% my <laughs> opinion, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong, um, special about this Jesus, right? He was just able to attain that spirituality. He lived this truth, right? He lived this truth without caring who was watching or who wasn't watching. doesn't matter, right? Because that's, the, that's what, 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 what living your truth is. Being your authentic self, your most raw version. You, you don't care who approves, who doesn't approve, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that he lived this truth so much that some people actually saw him for who he really is, appreciated his truth, and they put him on a pedestal that he never asked for, right? And over time, people started writing his story right and you know talking about him and wrote it in a book and blah, blah blah you know and then they wrote it from a what i call a superhero point of view perspective yeah. perspective so when when you're writing about somebody you think so highly of you're going to write it in a perfect you know in a way that kind of uh reflects Hyperbole. that image you Just know what the, i mean the best of the best a perfect example yeah. perfect example would be let's say um beyonce Right. Beyonce is a beautiful woman. She's very talented. I'm not a fan per se, you know, but I do know for sure that she's very beautiful. She's very talented. She's not she doesn't say my type of music. Mm. Right. But I know she has what it takes to be up there, you know, in beauty, class, everything. Name it. Right. There are people who are Beyonce fans. Right. If a person who is a beehive, a hardcore first class beehive was to write about Beyonce, they're going to write about Beyonce in a very beautiful yeah. way, in a superficial way, blah, blah, blah. You know, how Beyonce was the queen of this and that and this and that. They're putting Beyonce on a pedestal. You know what I mean? At the same time, too, when somebody who is a hater is talking about Beyonce, yeah, right? They the they're going more. to highlight the negative. But at the end of the day, Beyonce is a human being. She's flawed, just like you and I. She does everything just like you and I. She has emotions just like you and I. It's just that the person who was writing about Beyonce saw her truth, living her life, being who she is, and they put her on a pedestal. However, you know? sir, biblically, yeah, biblically, Jesus is the only man to ever been born, lived, and died. Who committed no sins? You see, but but that that's also <laughs> I that's know from the perspective, perspective that you just said. Yeah. That's also a perspective. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and one thing that I, I do think about the Bible is I feel like the Bible speaks a lot in parables. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of people who read the Bible, a lot of Christians who read the Bible interpret the Bible in a literal sense. There's so much that I feel like should not be interpreted literally. Perfect uh-huh. example. Sorry to cut you off. Perfect example would be the Garden of Eden. 
right? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that the Garden of Eden is a place that actually literally existed. I feel like that is actually the earth, right? The garden is a representation of, of the earth that was once perfect before evil found its way, right? And Eden from the fruit of evil, good and evil knowledge, I don't know what it, what it is, yeah. could be that, been break, that break between the physical and the spiritual, right? Because prior to Eve eating that fruit, right? Man was able to communicate to God. And that God could be a representation of that spirit, the spirituality, the, the balance between the physical, the mental, and the spirituality, right? They were so much in sync and balance that they were both physically naked and it didn't bother them because they had so much unity in those three. And in, in the, they, they have so much balance in that, uh, in, the, in, the, in the three of them. You know what, I just, what just came to me? Yeah. In the Garden of Eden, yeah. Adam didn't work. Eve didn't work. <laughs> they could focus on spirituality. Exactly. A big part of the, even though it might sound messed up to say it, but a big part of the problem that I think exists now, yeah. we have to work. Yeah. We have to work to make sure we can afford our mortgages or rent. Yeah. But, and we focus so much on that yeah. that we don't focus on the spiritual anymore, any at all, because the most, the, yeah. what seems most pressing is the physical. I have to eat, I have to. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but it, I, I think working as part of being human, you know, you have to be productive. I do believe that the human body is created to be proactive, blah 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 blah. But I believe that with spirituality, though, working looks different as opposed to here right now. We are we patronize physicality so much, right? Right now, it's all about looks, it's all about this. Who's got a bigger car, you know, who's got a bigger house, you have got this, who's got that, you know, the whole effect of capitalism and the list goes on, right? Mm -hmm. So, you have to work in order for you to live there, you, you know, to make to you have to work in order for you to live that American dream, even though it's a facade, mm -hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, you're just paying taxes to make um, to feed. Um, um, uh, a system of patriarchy. Basically, the white man, the heterosexual, powerful white man, is all the way on top. He is the one who is benefiting the most from from your your hard work, you know. And everybody else follows down. That's basically what uh, white supremacy um, is all about, right? Mm -hmm. But you, though, you're working to feed this. You feed, you're feeding this um, this physicality. And that is an, and starving the spirituality. And you're you're starving spiritually. Yeah. But anyway, going back to um, the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. So the eating, eating that fruit of knowledge and evil, I feel like that's where we lost our spirituality, right? And then because of that separation, we now focus on the physical, right? Now they realize they were naked because now it's not the physical. Remember prior to that, they were so spiritually inclined yeah, that it didn't bother them, right? Today it's all about physical. Who's got the Gucci? Who's got the Ferrari? Who's got the Versace? And all this nonsense. And we patronize that, you know. And I believe that Jesus is a person who achieved that level of spirituality that none of those things bothered him. And, and the thing, the thing yeah. about uh, the, the thing about this whole spirituality thing though, about Jesus, with Jesus, and this is all my opinion, right? Is that he didn't ask for a pedestal. This man was literally living his life. That's it. If you want to put me on a pedestal. Mm, if you don't, mm, it doesn't make a difference. He didn't ask to be named like this. He didn't ask to be named whatever. He was living his truth so much that somebody or some people, somebody who has some type of influence or power and influence, give him a pedestal. It's sort of like a person who is your singer. You sing, you just sing. It's just your thing, right? 
and you just kept singing and until somebody who has power and influence gives you a, um, a platform, platform for you to sing. You didn't ask to be a celebrity, right? With or without the platform, you're still going to be able to sing because that's who you are. That's what just makes you happy. You're living your truth. And I think that's what happened, right? And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting this whole Jesus thing is Jesus is not the only type of his kind. Jesus is not the only human being who's ever walked walked the earth that was able to attain that level of spirituality, right? He's the, he's the one for Christianity, but the other religions... He's the one for theirs. Christianity, right? But there's a whole bunch of people that have been able to attain that level of spirituality throughout history. Matter of fact, I believe that there are people today who are still able to, you know, live... You know, people like Gandhi, people like um, uh, Muhammad, people like... Even people like... Um, um, what was what, the name? MLK, Malcolm X, these people. It's spiritual awakening, you know, that you know that you are enough. You know, you know your, your identity. You are who you are, right? I am a person who is perfectly and beautifully made by God, but but white supremacist America or uh, or word of uh, uh, society of patriarchy is telling me that I don't deserve to be here. But I know for sure that I do deserve to be here. So you challenge it because you believe in yourself, right? That's a level of spirituality. Now, I believe that depending on how close you are to that level of spirituality, that that will determine your your awakenedness type of thing, right? But Jesus was a person who was able to live that life of spirituality that people put him on a pedestal that didn't make any type of difference to him if anything it just gave him an opportunity a platform for him to keep living his truth that people uh, form religion in his name now the bible was also written in a place of um many thousands thousands of years ago yeah. in a certain type of place in a certain type of era you know so these people are going to write him in a place in a way that fit their agenda yeah. fit you know things like that however right even as the Bible has been written and rewritten and so many denominations have been formed from Christianity and things like that, I believe that the concrete truth is still in that Bible, right? Because Jesus' truth was so strong that you can't dilute it. It's sort of like certain things you just, you just from, 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 from a deep sense of spirituality, right? You just mm -hmm. can't miss it. You just can't miss it, right? His truth shines so bright. His spirituality shines, shines so bright. Even when the Romans are interpreting the Bible, the Jewish were doing this and blah, 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 all this Pentecostal, you know, Pentecostal, I don't know what they're called, the Catholics and the Anglicans, and there's so many, there's Seventh-day Adventists and all these people with the little versions of Bibles and then the King James versions and the NIV or NVJ, I don't know what yeah. these these are called, right? NIV, yeah. The truth is still there. There's still a lot of, there's some sugarcoat, right, That around that, around the, the truth. Right. However, if you are spiritually inclined like Jesus, right, you can see the truth. If you read the Bible, you will be able to deflect from the bullshit that's been that's been um, um, used to um, um, dilute. Or I don't want to say dilute because I don't think it's diluted, but like cover because the, 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 the truth is undilutable. It's still right there. Right. But you are supposed to be able to get to that level of spirituality in order for you to say it. And, I, and this is and this is probably going to get him in trouble with a lot of Christians, you're not supposed to be like Jesus because Jesus was being him. Matter of fact, looking back to when he was saying, talking about um, uh, me and my father, one, you know, the whole Holy Spirit and Jesus, Trinity. you know, Trinity and things like that, right? No one gets to my father. No one gets to the father, but through me. Mm -hmm. I think he was referring to himself 
right? But the whole superhero effect, right? Because you put Jesus on a pedestal as the standard. You're thinking that you, the only way for you to get to God is through Jesus. But that's not, that's not, that's not it. He's talking about himself and you can do the exact same thing. The only way to get to God is through you, right? I can only get to God if I zoom in in myself because I am a manifestation of God on earth, right? God is manifesting into the world through me, my individuality, my uniqueness, everything that makes me a person, right? But because you put me at such a high pedestal, you think of me as some, some smart person or this and that, you think that I'm saying that nobody can get to God. My father, the person I refer as to my father, the Holy Spirit or whatever, the spirit, the entity, the, you know, the energy that put me here without me, you need to get through me. But that's, that's the, the, anyway, that's my, that's my, opinion anyway he was talking uh, about himself and you too you can do that well i mean one of the things he says uh, well before i go into that part of the reason why jesus is put on a pedestal is because of the prophecy there was his birth was actually prophesied i don't remember how many thousands of years before that's why the wise men came because they saw the star all of that was prophesied however many thousands of years before yeah um so in terms of in terms of um, why he's on the pedestal, that is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, but the teachings that Jesus himself actually gave, his actual wording, like quotes from him in the Bible are not very many. But the things that are attributed to him as him having said, they are very direct and very easy for people to apply to their lives. He, he, yes, some of the things in the Bible are parables, but his examples and the things... The, the, and that he is said, that spirituality, the truth in the spirituality, yeah. which can be translated in literally every single religion, every single race, every single country. You don't have to be the son of God in quotation. And he never said that in it, the end. He exactly. said, basically, the Ten Commandments, do away with all of them. You don't have to worry about murder, rape, yeah. any of those things. He left one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Boom. If you love your neighbor the way you love yourself, mm-hmm. you're not going to commit murder. and All of the negative there things that are happening in the world... All of those things would be gone. And he also said, greater things shall ye, ye do than he did. Jesus walked on water and he's saying that you can do more than what I did. Mm-hmm. He actually said that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that is one of the things where you might say some of the things you must take literally or not. But from a spiritual perspective, he's telling you that, listen, I'm not the only one who can do these things. You have the power to do it as well. Yeah, even the whole walking on water thing. I think these all these are all metaphorical, in my opinion. I know some 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 religious people are going to get get offended and blah blah blah. I feel like if you read the Bible with that level of spirituality, you will understand that a lot of these things are not literal. Even um, including the whole forty days and forty nights thing that mm. you know he was tempted. I don't think he was literally starving in some desert. I think that could be. Um, um, a reflection of temptation that we human beings we go through, you know, because as you're trying to elevate and uh, uh, attain a level of spirituality, there's so much distraction out there. I feel like today more than ever, there's so much garbage out there tempting you. I mean, you can't you can't go a single day without some some bullshit being marketed to you on TV. You buy this, buy that on the internet. There's just so much garbage out there. There's just so much trash out there, and I feel like that 40 days and 40 nights is a representation of him, you know, trying to go for a whole 40 days without sin, without distraction. Just try to focus and 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 
connect with spirituality and the devil is tempting him type of thing and i don't think it's literally some some horn you know some some guy with a big horn or something like that you know things like that even the whole walk in the water could be metaphor for something else you know things like that um going back to the whole um prophecy of jesus being prophesied to be born and you know things like that that could be attributed to anything really it really can be attributed to anything um i could sit here my mother can tell tell you right now and you know africans i don't know how familiar you are with africans africans are really super, superstitious my mother could sit here sit here and tell you that oh prior before to, she had me oh something happened and this and that you know that you know somebody came to her and said you're going to have a son and the son is going to do this and this and that you know that's all spirituality and also and and i i want to mention that because a lot of africans are actually very spiritual you know but i'm gonna i'm gonna address that later on um that could be spirituality you know and again of course with the whole superhero effect these things could be exaggerated they could be very amplified again jesus never asked for these platforms he never but he just never did part of what he mentioned earlier is the time in which jesus lived is it's very different from the time we live in now. exactly um most persons um they didn't have even the hope of living the kind of life that they would have imagined so having somebody like jesus to look up to as an example they needed it exactly um and at, in terms of religion for me um religion served a much it played a bigger role back then yeah because developmentally um as a civilization the different civilizations that were there you needed to get people to move in a particular direction for things to grow you needed to say listen all right how are you going to get everybody to not steal not kill not do all of these things you have to ingrain it in them from them they're young and the best way to do it is with religion. So yeah. you get, if you just hear, I mean, people watch on TV all the time, use condoms. A lot of them don't. If it was something that was ingrained in them from birth, they go yeah. to church, they hear it. It's something they would more likely follow. So I think religion, for me, played a bigger role in people's daily lives back then. Yeah. Um, versus now. Now it is playing a much smaller role. And you have mentioned it before that sp- um, religion is a avenue to spirituality. Yeah. Um, and with religion playing even less of a role and people getting caught up in the daily lives of, as I say, work, 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 as yeah. Rihanna said, um, even, even just to anecdotally, the Bible doesn't mention that Jesus worked. Yeah. He had all the time in the world to seek spirituality and all of these other things. And, he, and he that's, another, that's another thing <laughs> I do want to mention. Um, we are naturally spiritually inclined, even though there's so much distraction to prevent us from reaching that, right? But looking at it at an average human being today right even the bible said you know something along the lines of when i was a kid i i acted yeah, like a, a kid when i was and, a child you know, i spoke as there a child. you go when you I know became a man i put away there, there you go you know when you look at the normal um growth of a human being right i've seen people in their 40s and 50s that when you look back into how they acted when they were teenagers or whatnot it just doesn't really conform to the idea of the image that you have of them right now you know mm-hmm. because they've grown a lot of times and this is one of the reasons why i love old people you know um because a lot of times older people when they get older they, they just put the bullshit behind them they're more honest they're more direct they just give it to you the way it is you know there's no pretending and this and that a lot of old people are they depend depend on how lucky you are to meet one who is honest they'll let you know like look i messed up you know, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done. I wish I had done this better. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. That maturity comes from experiences, negative experiences of how things. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of times, too, I've seen a lot of uh, older white folks who would tell you that they were 
more on the spectrum of racism when they mm-hmm. were younger you know and then as they've gotten older they realize you know what there's nothing to this this, this is all nonsense we're all the same and blah blah <clears throat> blah right but that comes from experience that comes from a lot of a lot of things in life that shape you that force you you know to see things from a totally different perspective mm-hmm. and is humbled you right but jesus was able to acquire that at a much younger age let's say in his early 20s i don't really i haven't really read the bible in a really <laughs> long time so i couldn't tell you what yeah, age yeah. Jesus started, you know, his ministry. But I would say, though, perhaps I'm wrong, right? I would say that the Bible didn't really mention his younger, younger age when he was a kid, right? In my experience and in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people who are able to attain maturity at a much younger age went through some type of traumatic experience as a kid. That's just my experience. That's just my 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 um my uh, my opinion anyway because again the natural order of things is that you're a kid you act a fool you do this you do that you know you graduate to your teenage years and then in your first 20s you get it you get your first job you know you have a really entitled mentality and somebody checks you and blah blah, blah and then 30s they, they start leveling now 40s 50s okay you know it is what it is you know you're more mature you're more this you're more that you you understand that nobody owes you shit you don't owe anybody anything you know you just graduate and it, just that way mm-hmm. but for a lot of people sometimes once in a while you bump into somebody in their early 20s who have reached that level of maturity and a lot of times when you investigate into their life it's because they've had a really traumatic experience as a, as a kid that has shaken them and they've become more emotionally intelligent they become more intuitive i do think that a lot of a lot of it is also personality and also who raised you and what part of the world you were raised and things like that but a lot of times kids or I don't want to say kids, but people who are younger people who are wise and they're intuitive have had really traumatic experiences as a kid. And I feel like that's probably what it is with Jesus that woke him up um, into spirituality. You know, um, perhaps, perhaps Jesus was a very uh, stubborn, very disruptive kid um, that was just doing all kinds of not biblically <laughs> no, no no the bible wouldn't say that per- perhaps you know because i noticed well maybe i'm wrong but i noticed i haven't really read or heard a lot about jesus there's early a, age there's there they spoke about his early age but there's there's some missing years that they don't mention they mentioned when he left his mother and his yeah. father's house i think that was like early teenage years yeah and he was going to start his ministry and then there are some years that there's just they're unaccounted he for. could have he could have been <laughs> a very disruptive kid and this happens in reality and i'm going to give you a quick example later on this happens in reality you know you could have been a very disruptive kid very entitled feel on top of the world act like you know your shit don't stink type of thing until you meet your your match and somebody beats the demons out of you you know and that could no seriously i I know it sounds funny right but that could be an awakening that could be something you know for you um it may not necessarily be just just physical either it could just be an emotional turnaround perfect example is um when i was coming to america at 15 years old i remember being on that airplane at 15, considering all the things that I've dealt with as a kid, I came from a really dark place, right? And I mm. remember being in an airplane. Um, I remember pinching myself, yo, am I really coming to America? Because I never thought I would actually ever make it to America, right? And I was on that airplane. I remember making, uh, uh, saying a quick prayer. And I said, dear God, thank you for a second opportunity. I'm not going to disappoint you, right? And I came to America. I got to America. I was living with my dad's friends, uh, family. Um, the first year, I got a little too carried away. You know, I got really carried away. 
Things in America are different compared to things in Nigeria. Mm. Things are shiny here, and I don't mean <laughs> in the literal sense. You know, it's easy to get lost, especially as a person like me who came from a place of low self-esteem. I was desperately seeking and yearning for validation. You know what I mean? I was hanging with the wrong groups, and I've seen this happen so many times with a lot of people coming, immigrant mm, people, yeah. you know, even older than me who who've gotten in trouble, um, arrested, murdered, deported, and whole, the, just the list goes on, right? That first year, I was with the wrong group, wrong influence. That first year, you know, I was just a hot mess. Um, in high school, tenth grade, I was, I was um, failing. I was failing. My grades were so so bad, so bad, right? And I never even thought about it. It wasn't really a thing in my head because I was like, okay, these kids, these American kids, they can do it. Why can't I? There's no punishment for them. Mm. Why can't I, right? And it wasn't until one day in math class, I still remember this. It was a Friday. Mr. Um, Hellebrand, his name is Mr. Hellebrand, Hellebrand um, I believe. Math teacher, right? Friday night, it, it had rained. It was Friday evening, it had rained. It was kind of cloudy, raining, dark. And we got our tests back from a test, right? They're like one the of results, our little yeah. tests. We got our tests back. And this man, this, this, this teacher, he is the sweetest. He, he, he embodies everything that you need to be a teacher. Like, I had so much respect for him. He could explain things. And if you don't get it, something's wrong with you type of situation, you know? Um, and he gave a speech how most of the class failed. Maybe two or three people passed. And he gave a speech in that class. He said that he doesn't understand. He puts in his energy. He gives us his time. You know, like he actually genuinely care for us compared to millions of teachers out there that don't give a shit. They're just there for a job, right? He's just there giving us, giving us his time to help us to be a better person because he's an adult. He knows how hard mm -hmm. this world is and blah, blah, blah. And he's here giving you the time and you still fail. That conversation that day did something to me. I swear to God, I went home and I was depressed that day because I kept remembering where I came from. It was like, yo, I promised God. Yeah, you felt like you were wasting the and opportunity. And I felt like I was wasting the opportunity. And considering where I came from, and coming from Nigeria, there's class, right? There's different kinds of class. I'm not even from the uppity family because there are some people who come from everything. I came from nothing, you know. Not, my family was well off financially, but I'm talking about me as an individual. Mm -hmm. I was just, I, I was just a hot mess, right? And I've been given this opportunity to turn my life around. I never did until this man spoke. It was just a very quick, you know. I don't think he understand. He the understood impact, the yeah. impact yeah. that it made. Even the kids were, you know, bickering yeah, and laughing. They, they don't give a damn, yeah. right? But that conversation definitely turned my life around up until today right the next year i was in honor roll i still have my honor roll certificate in my office right now i was in honor roll you know until i graduated high school i took that fire with me started college for the first four years four years in college i was in um i had a 4.0 gpa i had so many scholarships because of what this man said it turned my life around and i think that was the first beginning of my walk on spirituality you know, of course, back then I couldn't really compartmentalize it as spirituality. I couldn't really, you know, I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And of course, it hadn't really developed as much as it has right now. And I hope in 10, 20 years, it will be much, I'll be way more advanced than I am right now. But that was the very beginning of something inside of me. Something that simple. It wasn't physical. He didn't touch me. He didn't kick me. He didn't do anything. It was just a very quick, less than five minutes talk to a group of people and this little black boy from Africa, it turned his life around. And I feel like that could be something, it could be something similar that happened to Jesus. 
because for him to attain that level of maturity, that level of spirituality, something that was broken back in the Garden of Eden, whether whether or not it's metaphorical or literally or whatever, for him, for something to unlock, I feel like something had to have happened to him as a kid to unlock that. You know, for him to develop the mindset that he developed to, you know, to start living his truth. Because his truth, his level of spirituality was so authentic, it was so deep, it was so raw, that it was able to impact lives all throughout the planet for decades and centuries, centuries to come. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what do you think about that? Um, I agree. Um, one thing I'd add, though, is you mentioned um, the growth, um, going from a child to an adult, yes. etc., I would actually say that a lot of the spirituality is actually there in the early childhood years. The years when hate and none of those things don't I was, mean Thank anything. you for mentioning that. I was, going to, I was going to address that. I was going to address that because I feel like, I, and, and, and I, I started reading the Bible again because I want to read it from my own truth with that spirituality because I believe that there's, there's a lot of truth, right? If you listen to a lot of the, the things that Jesus would say, because of the pedestal that they would put him on, he would try to tell them, like, it's not about me. You know what I mean? Remember when he was chilling with his disciples and um, the kids were coming and, you know, and the disciples were like, what are, what are these kids doing here? Mm. You know, get away from here. This, 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 is, this is grown folks' business type of thing. And he, he said, no, let them come to me because so the kingdom of heaven is like, you know, blah, 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 yeah. blah. That was, that was very, very strong, right? In my interpretation, and this is my spirituality speaking right now, kids have something that adults don't have, right? If you want to know somebody's true personality, watch them as a kid. Right. And this is assuming that the kid has not been through any form of abuse or, you know, neglect, you know, like a healthy, normal child. Watch that kid. Right. The kid embodies his true identity. No shit's given at all. They're just doing themselves. <laughs> no, seriously, they are. I agree. They, they just are themselves. They society has not gotten into them. You know, society hasn't told them. Well, because you're 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 a girl, you have to act a certain way. Because you're black, you're not good looking enough. Because this and that, they are their true selves. And I feel like that is part of who we need to be. Your authentic self, embody your authentic self. Whoever you are meant. To be you don't have to try to be like anybody else including try to be like jesus you don't have to jesus is being himself he was being himself you too you can be yourself because nobody um everybody else is taken you're not be your true identity when you are your true identity believe it or not there are people who would love you to the point of putting you to a pedestal but that shouldn't even matter pedestal or not you should still try to be who you are you should try, still try to embody your true identity you, you know what I mean? Uh, um, and, and the only way to do that is to look within you, right? Because God, wh whoever this God is, the great energy, spirit, whatever puts you on this, on this earth, it was not a mistake, right? And the only way to connect to that spirit is through you. So nobody can get to my father except through me. That is to him and that is to you in a subjective way. You know what I mean? Uh, and in a very personal way. You cannot attain that spirituality looking at another man or looking at another person. No. Um, yeah, I, well, I understand what you're saying, but I think you can, you can learn from his examples. Of course, of course. Somebody you admire, of course. He, he patterned his, um, his life. Yeah, of course. Of course. You, you admire somebody. You, they, I mean, the same thing um, as applicable today. You know, when you admire somebody, you want to emulate their good character, but you should not try to look Yeah, up you shouldn't to try person. to be them. And, and, yeah. and I feel like that's one of the issues that a lot of Christians have um, when you're trying to do things to please Jesus. You know what I mean? And going back to the whole, I think there's a Bible verse where there's a man that came to Jesus and 
um, he is saying, oh, Father, something like that. I have kept the commandments and this and that. How do I guarantee kingdom of heaven? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I just don't want to misquote before the Bible people, you know, they start throwing, <laughs> throwing rocks. You know what I'm saying? But there's something in the Bible where somebody came to Jesus and he wanted to um, know what he would do to be the kingdom of heaven, to, you know, to keep the kingdom of heaven. And G he basically told Jesus that he kept the Ten Commandments and blah, blah, and blah, and blah, right? And Jesus told him to go sell his, you know, the, his belongings and things like that. Um, and he, I, I think he wasn't comfortable with it. I think this is the same mentality a lot of Christians have. There is a check box. Go to church, check, pray, check, fasten, check, do this, check, you know, things like that. That is not, you're trying to please Jesus. You're trying to please God. It shouldn't be a thing of trying to please God. Like, oh, I have to fear God and I have to please God Boy. so that I, hold on, so that I can have a place in heaven. No, it should be spirituality because when you're spiritual, that should be your um, spirituality should be your end goal. Not pleasing Jesus. Yeah, but it was never, being, that wasn't uh, the case hold, initially. Hold on, hold on. Not pleasing Jesus. Not please, not trying to be like him, not trying to, you know, get your air ticket reservation, you know, first class to heaven. If you're able to embody the, the, the truth of that spirituality, right, you would understand, right, that those lists don't even exist. It's not a thing. You would keep those commandments but without even knowing. That's not what they taught. Hold on. You, hold on. You would keep those commandments without even knowing that you're keeping it, right? It wouldn't even matter. Everything that you, we patronize, every single physicality that we patronize would not mean anything to you. The big house that you have would not mean anything to you. The big car, you know, you're trying to have blonde hair because, you know, or whatever. You're trying to have a big ass or, you know, big boobs or whatever. You know, whatever it is that we human beings, we patronize, we think is a standard, that wouldn't mean anything to you. Of course, if those are given to you by God, that you didn't have to sell your soul and, you know, lose yourself, trying to prove yourself type of situation. Situation. If there were blessings given to you, of course, enjoy it. You know, it was given to you by the Most High, but it shouldn't be a thing that you worship so much. Anyway, this is the very end of part one to this mini series, Spirituality. If you're liking my energy, if you're liking my message so far, please join me in part two. Um, like I said, this is a mini series that I started to talk about religion, spirituality, because I understand that. Um, a lot of people are not very spiritually inclined or religious, and I'm not trying to force anybody to embrace it. So this is just like a safe space for anybody who's into that kind of stuff, because that's not the only thing you know, or, or the only kind of things I'm going to be talking about. So if that's your thing, please join me on part two and uh, for the rest of the mini series. As usual, if you're new to my podcast, please make sure to subscribe, download, share with your friends and family. And if you're new to my YouTube channel, please make sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, and please hit the that bell notification so that anytime i upload a video you'll be the very first to be notified please visit my website at www.letstalkaboutus.org that's www.letstalkaboutus.org please visit my social media platforms facebook at let's talk about us with uche instagram at let's talk with uche thank you very much and see you in part two